It's showtime. Showtime. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to this week's episode of the Sultans of Smoke Cigar Cast. As always, make sure you guys are getting over and checking out our sponsor. Cigar Noise Weekly. 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 Welcome to the Sons of Smoke Cigar Cast, Drew, Mo, Yo, Mooka Rich, bringing the bull. Danny's not here because he's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Almost rhymed. <laughs> Someday he'll be back, maybe. Someday. If you folks are lucky enough. It's the number one question we get. Where's, Where's Danny? Danny? Yeah, I'm not listening until Danny comes back. If you're listening to this, go to Instagram, message the Danny Vasquez, and say, where the fuck are you? Right. We don't know. He may not know. I think his new career as a stripper is really taken away from his nighttime opportunities to podcast. That's what it is. It's kind of a natural progression cigar industry to adult entertainment I guess I can see I that mean, based on a picture that Juan Cancel posted in Las Vegas I believe you what's that? that that picture that Juan Cancel posted you remember that at the pool at Vegas no oh man he's wearing like this tiny little, oh, little swimsuit G- yeah his g-string that he's wearing yeah <laughs> <laughs> at the pool. <laughs> he was having a damn good time. No. <laughs> anyway. How are you guys doing this week? Too bad. Not too Interesting bad. start to the week. Cow had a birthday. Damn right. Happy yep. birthday, Cow. Thanks, dude. Happens once a year. We saw that you uh, <laughs> celebrated with an Atabay. How was that? That was fantastic. That cigar delivers every single time. Fantastic cigar. Yeah. Yeah, when there's a celebration cigar, it's got to deliver. You can't pick something that's like, oh, this is expensive, but I've never had it. Mm-hmm. It's a good way to get disappointed. Speaking of... Sounds like a date with a gold digger. What's <laughs> up? What's up? Uh... What, about, uh, what about people when they say, that cigar didn't disappoint? Oh, yeah. (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) What does that mean? Like, I had some low-ass expectations, and it's not worse than I thought it would be? I think it's it's the tone that it's set in, though. Because if you're like, man, that didn't disappoint. Or if you're like, eh, it didn't disappoint. Yeah. One's like, damn, it was really good. The other's like, right. yeah, I've had better. I won't be buying right. that one again. Right, right, right. <laughs> and there's a lot of dudes that kind of played down to play it cool, right? Right. Like, oh, that didn't suck. Right. <laughs> Even though it's like the best damn cigar ever, right? They're like, oh, that was, that was pretty good, yeah, I guess. Right. Yeah, I just, I just thought that was funny. I Well, the reason that comes up, which is an actual question that we have for this week anyway, was there were guys that had received, uh, so Patina was part of my cigar pack this or last month. Um, so a lot of guys are, are getting to it. 
or smoking it. And I think when I look at the company that it was with, especially the Habano was with like the, some cigars are just getting a lot more love and attention and hype than, than Patina ever will. And so guys look at Patina like, oh, I'm just going to smoke this first, whatever. And then they're like, oh, wait a minute. That was actually a, a good cigar. And, and so they'll be like, oh, well, that didn't disappoint. So like, what does that mean? Like, I, I guess that's why I'm asking you guys. And that's kind of where all that stems from. So it, it didn't disappoint. But it's amazing how low of, and, and we're all guilty of this, we've said this, when you've never heard of something or whatever, you, your expectations are kind of low. So it didn't disappoint because you thought it was going to be shit or it didn't disappoint. Like, wow, that was good, you know? So it's just interesting. I would, I would argue that it's actually an incredible badge of honor, and here's why. So when you're smoking something that you, that you don't know if it's good, Right. Right. Are, are you fully paying attention to that thing, or do you grab it when you're like? That's what one guy said. Right, and that's what one guy said. Yeah. So if you're, let's say you're half paying attention to a cigar, and that cigar like stands out to you and blows you away, that's even more impressive, isn't it? Sure. Because it like it popped through whatever else you were doing, <laughs> like you're doing yard work, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if my ass is doing yard work, I'm not paying attention to that cigar. So if that cigar wows me, I'm like, holy shit, right? Like, that's right. really fucking good. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get it. I get it, yeah, I mean, just, just interesting. I, I thought it was funny. But. It says something about what you think about the people who pack that pack, right? Like, oh, they sent me some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> But they, so so in that pack, in in Drew, what was the the question that you got? Uh, just recommendations for um, c- cigar subscriptions or cigar of the month packs. Yeah, so we've we've talked about this, but not for a long, long time. And I think since the last time we talked about it, there's been quite a few that have come onto the scene, right? Yeah, and some have gotten better and some have gotten worse. Right, and so you guys might know better than me, but so far, Patina has been part of Luxury Cigar Club and My Cigar Pack. Uh, My Cigar Pack is probably on the more affordable side for, like, somebody that, you know, might be on a budget. Uh, But I think that Luxury has different levels of packs that they do so i guess it just depends but th- both of them usually have like with the my cigar pack this month was uh two crown heads and i don't know was it mil mil ds or whatever yeah um and then the new uh kappa especial four kicks and then some crux and um a special blend made by aj for my cigar pack so pretty solid for like 35 bucks i think 40 bucks that's not bad at all no no no. and they do like a mild medium and full pack so depending on what you like to smoke so he's always good he's a nice guy very very nice guy um 
And luxury does different. I mean, luxury puts in some really high-end stuff like Byron's, Atabay's, hard-to-find stuff. Um, but I think that's like in their platinum box or something usually. So, Small batch is always a good one. But I don't know. You guys might have more, more to add or different of what you've seen. True. Um, I was going to say small batch, but that's about the only one I know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they've got, um, I haven't gotten an email in a while, but if they've got openings too. It's pretty rare. They, I think they, you want the $50 from small batch. They have good shit. Yep. Yeah, so I guess just running down some in my mind here. Um, I feel like my cigar pack is getting better over time, mm-hmm. which is good. Um, I I wasn't super impressed with them at the beginning, but I feel like they're getting better, which is cool. Um, <clears throat> uh, Luxury Cigar Club is not – it hasn't been impressing me the way that it did when it first came out. So mm-hmm. I feel like they're getting worse. Um, and these are all just my impressions, right? You can call them BS. I don't – whatever. It's my opinion. Um I Stogie Bird dropped off. I don't know where they are. That was a thing that was here for like 10 minutes, right? Do you remember when that made a splash? Oh, uh, no. No, that's <laughs> Sam Lucia's club. Oh, okay. That was like real big on the on the gram for 10 minutes. It's gone. Um, but I think it's actually Imagine still around. That. I just don't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe they're big enough so they're not on the gram. I, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Uh, small batch is awesome. The one that stands out to me is is kind of interesting right now is Pravada. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I say that, and they're another one that didn't impress me at the start, um, but the reason I say that is they have a lot of sort of custom blends, and yes. they're cheap. They're real cheap um, mm-hmm. for what you get. I think they do a nice job. Um, so <laughs> they've been impressing me by what, what I've seen on, on the gram. Um, who else is out there? I mean, there's some really big ones, too. Right, like, I don't know if CI does one, but I, like Smoke In does sure one, do. and mm-hmm. I, I'm sure Smoke In is fine, but I don't know much about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Not sure who else is out there. Yeah, I've never, I've just never, even before, I, I was never really a cigar of the month type person, um, but. I could definitely see where it has value, especially if you're just getting into cigars. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, if you have B&Ms near you that don't do you know, smaller mm-hmm. blends, boutique stuff, get your hands on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the same time, if you, you know, message almost any reputable online shop and say, Hey man, I'm looking for this kind of stuff. Send me $50 worth. You're going to get basically the cigar of the month style deals. <laughs> so take that for what it's worth too. Yep. But overall I'd say cigar of the month club seem to be trending better than they used to be. I don't know if you guys agree with that. Yeah, I mean, there's more competition. Yeah. Five or um, ten years ago, I would have say that, said they're almost all out to just steal your money. I don't think that's the case anymore. Yeah. Man. No, sure, I agree. They sure seem like they know they got to step their game up. And look, 
from a small brand perspective, these things are home runs. I mean, to be able to put the cigar in three to four hundred people's hands at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that again, never heard of this. What is this? Uh, that's now somebody that's heard about it. And even if thirty people, ten percent like it and buy it again, you know. Um, so from a brand perspective, I, I like them. I think they're great. Um, what else we got? Oh, we got a lot. Uh Oh, cows, cows on it. I mean, sort of. Uh, so let's start. Let's start with it. A weird one that uh, our buddy Tyler, be so horny, uh, posted on Facebook saying it was better than the socks and pants question. Okay. And it basically boils down to what do you wear to bed? What do you what do you wear to bed? Yeah, like what what's the top, what's the bottom? <laughs> he asked, so you know. Who is this that asked? You f- Tyler. You weirdo. Yeah, Tyler. Why? He wanted to know who is Winnie the Poohing it up. That's awfully personal. Is What's w- Winnie the Poohing? Just a shirt? You wear a shirt and no pants. Yeah. No, oh, it's ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> I think, if anything, it's pants and no shirt, but. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll, I'll go on record as. as no top, no bottom. That's the way to sleep. Well, oh yeah, you you got to mix that in every now and then. Every every time. Every time. Even with every now and then. Absolutely, yeah. Really? I got a room that's a different room. It's not like I'm sleeping in the bed with my children. No, I understand, but don't young kids like run into your room unannounced and? I mean, sort of, but I don't know. There's a blanket. See, I don't really sleep with a blanket. What do you what do you sleep with? You just air it all out. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm more of like a side stomach sleeper. So I don't even use a blanket. What like nothing? Typically. You don't you don't Mm-mm. you don't wrap your body in anything? No. Just muscles. Really? Well, I knew that, yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> So if somebody yeah. walks in on you sleeping, it's just you and all your glory. No, I'm not naked, though. Oh, okay. So, like, in the summer, I'll go, and I don't know what the politically correct term is for this, so I don't even know how to describe it. It's a wife beater. Just say it. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, wife beater uh, in short, in basketball shorts, man. That's And then in the winter, it's a T-shirt in basketball shorts. And that's it. true hmm why do you have to think about this i was (laughs) (laughs) i was wondering if that was a good idea or not oh okay i think the less clothes the better um but uh mo is like wearing clothes like a blanket (laughs) (laughs) that's right (laughs) Or or sheets. So 
the problem I have with like shirts and stuff is if I if I roll or 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 move or whatever, my shirt's like choking me and yeah, I hate that. Then you wear a bigger shirt to try to prevent that, and it's worse. <laughs> There's more fabric to get wrapped up. So yeah, I can't do a shirt like ever. But your mm-hmm. idea of uh, no no blankets, just clothes. You might be onto something. I wouldn't suggest it. it <laughs> I wouldn't suggest it, but I yeah, it's just how it kind of ended I, up. I couldn't get away with that with my wife though, because we have a we have sheet, and then we have like a, a blanket in between, and then a whatever the top one's called. Uh, it's not a comforter. Uh, duvet. A duvet. Yeah. A what? Yeah, it's for fancy. I don't know. It's a it's comforter. A comforter. <laughs> yeah. Did you say a bidet? <laughs> Duvet. <laughs> we do not have a bidet. We're not that fancy. Those are fantastic. <laughs> do you have one? No. Cigars Daily in Arizona has one. Yeah? That's probably yeah. that'd be a good place to have one at a cigar shop. Oh, you better believe it. Clean your ash up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Cal, that was good. So the funny part about that is if you talk to any cigar shop employee that has to clean the bathrooms, the first thing it will tell you is how many people piss on the floor and that they're always having to clean up piss off the floor. That's anybody who cleans a bathroom that dudes go to, isn't it? Or is it more than that? Uh, no, it's about par for the course, probably. But still, it's kind of funny how it's like universal. See that everywhere. It's funny. Yeah, I guess that would be anybody that cleans a bathroom. It's a little harder when you have a cigar with you, though. Yeah, it is. Cool. I I actually don't like taking a piss with a cigar in my mouth because then the smoke starts getting like in your eyes while you're trying to piss and that's a like, uh, that's a skill right there is to do anything besides sitting in a chair and smoke a cigar at the same time anything um name it Christmas lights this past weekend hang Christmas lights Ooh. smoke a cigar mow the lawn. Smoke a cigar. Shit's always getting in your face. How do you... How do people do this? Drive a car, smoke a cigar. If you if you have, like, windows down. Shit's all over the place. Yeah. Dude, even, even if you have, like, windows partially down, like, if you... If you have... Hang on one sec. Cool. He had to. He had to flush. Yeah. <laughs> Pinch it off. Man. Hang on one second. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, so if even if you're we and I think I've mentioned this before, maybe not. But even when you're driving, if your windows are not down 
far enough. Because, like, let's say if it's really windy or it's cold, you don't want to open the window too much. And even if you're driving, that smoke starts to get in your eyes. And then your eyes start watering. So even driving with a cigar sometimes is brutally unenjoyable. <laughs> brutally unenjoyable is exactly how an ex-girlfriend described and never mind keep going (laughs) (laughs) I just don't know I I attempt to do tasks while smoking a cigar Mm -hmm. and not just smoking a cigar having the cigar in your mouth while like using your hands to do something else and it's uh, that's a skill Mm-hmm. Agreed. Is that yeah. something you uh, you acquire just by doing it, or uh, is that... I don't know. I've never acquired it. <laughs> no, I attempt it all the time. It's and never it's, seemed worth it's it. Still bad. Yeah. Hey, go. Maybe I'll mow the lawn with a cigar this time. No. I just I had this conversation actually. The other day with one of my friends, I said, if I'm going to sit down and have a cigar, I want to have a cigar and I want to sit down. I want to enjoy it for the most, unless I'm driving. I do enjoy smoking a cigar while I'm driving. I just sometimes the the smoke getting in the eyes makes it unenjoyable. But by and large, I do enjoy that. But I don't like doing stuff while I'm having a cigar. And the conditions have to be such where I could actually not only sit and enjoy the cigar, but actually sit and enjoy the cigar. We talked about wind, if it's too cold. That takes away from the experience, I think. I guess what yeah. I'm saying is I don't like to smoke just to smoke. That That's not why I enjoy cigars. Yeah, it doesn't give you the right experience, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because it's all about that experience, mm-hmm. which is everything, right? Goes I think down to so. the cigar, goes down to where you are, goes down to what you're doing, who you're with. Everything is a factor. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. I think cool. if you're with the wrong group of people, you could have... Name a cigar that you love smoking, and it could suck. Absolutely. <laughs> we all thought about some specific person. Along with the cigar. Yeah. Along with, yeah. <laughs> your, your cigar will suck along with the people you're hanging out with. Yeah. It, that's a real thing. <laughs> oh, man. yeah, it is. That is absolutely a real thing. No doubt. All right. Uh, let's let's keep rolling with some some more topics too. We're we're rolling tonight. This is good. Um, our buddy Rambler Guy KY, if you give a cigar to somebody who d- doesn't normally smoke cigars, do you give them something that you like, like something from your wheelhouse, or do you give them something that might be cheaper, smaller, milder, somehow different from what mm-hmm. you would smoke? That's a solid question. That's a really good question. It's the same thing I told him. Um, well, it depends. Okay. So are you gifting it to him or are you just sitting to have one with him or her? 
And then well, on top of that, are they a regular smoker? So they're not a cigar smoker, and you're going to okay. smoke with them. We'll okay. Go with that. Okay, so they're not a cigar like smoker. Like they come over to your place, and you're having a cigar. Mm-hmm. They're not a cigar smoker. They mm-hmm. want one. What do yeah. you give them? Have they had a cigar be- before? I don't know. How does it change it? Um, I'll ask what they had. And they may go, uh, I was at a bachelorette party. Or a bachelor <laughs> party, I mean. Sorry. Right. <laughs> you could have been at a bachelorette party. Well, could have but... been both, yeah. Could have been working the bachelorette party. Or, uh, <laughs> he got Juan Cancel. My buddy was giving him out when uh, he had a baby. Or it could be, um, I, uh, I had this other buddy that really smoked cigars, and he brought one to the golf course mm-hmm. one time, and it was... You know, a padrone, or you know, so that's how it changes it. Mm-hmm. Right. That's legit. If so the answer is, you would try to match it to what they would want. Yeah. If the answer is no, God, that's always tricky. You got you got to go in mild, something good, mm-hmm. but something mild. Don't. I always. <laughs> I always tease. I have some buddies that like they'll smoke a cigar occasionally when they're over here and they're like, uh, give me something cheap. <laughs> and I laugh and tell them I don't have anything cheap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um but I, I don't buy sh- shitty stuff to give to people. Right. I want I want them to have a good experience. So I not that it's expensive, but good cigars. Not mm-hmm. I don't I don't buy a bundle and throw in the back of the humidor to to give out to people. Yeah, I mean dude, maybe that's, I should. you touched on a great point. I mean, if you're if you are gonna actually introduce somebody to cigar smoking, don't give them shit because you might just cost us, you know, the next B O T L or S O T L or or whatever. Um I've gotten to the point where if I wouldn't smoke it myself, I wouldn't give it to him. Even if it's something different than what I'm smoking in yeah. that moment, I wouldn't give him something that I wouldn't smoke myself. No, definitely not. Right. Man, that reminds me probably 12 or 13 years ago. Uh I bought a box of uh, Ashton VSG Trey Mystiques, the tiny size. Mm-hmm. So it's like a little eleven or twelve dollar cigar for this tiny little cigar. And I had a buddy who would come over and we would smoke together, and he would say, "Oh, give me one of those little ones that I had last time. I like that a lot." And I, I'd give him <laughs> one, right, and he'd love it. And then, like, like probably ten or twelve in where he smoked this cigar because he liked it. He was like, "Oh, give me another one of those cheapies," and I was like, <laughs> "Damn it." <laughs> It's not cheap. Those are not cheap. <laughs> like if you've been trying to smoke my cheap cigars, you have fucked up, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a good palate. Do you yeah, still no, smoke I mean, cigars? I don't. I haven't talked to him in years. He's a good dude, though. Give me one of those cheap. <laughs> I was just like, God damn it! You thought you, you were doing me a favor. Yeah. Right. That long ago, that was probably some of the best stuff in your humidor. Yeah, it was really yeah. good, man. Yeah. Ashton VSG is the cigar that got me into cigars. Oh, they're Ooh. good, man. They're so good. Yeah. 
What were you guys? What, what, what was the one that was like? Because I had cigars before that, right? But I was like, nothing was was really like, holy fuck, that changed my life. Did you right. have one? Uh, mine was Daniel Marshall Black Label back in the day. Mm. Like 2001. My mine was probably LFD chapter the the Maduro that Oro six. No, oh, yeah. Um, there, yeah. Mm-hmm. That really brought me back into cigars. I loved that cigar. Well, I've had the the loop back too, though, where you get pulled mm-hmm. back in deeper than mm-hmm. you were before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean. Opus did that once I finally had some Opus years later or (laughs) all of, well, and it still happens even to like this day where you're, you're smoking cigars and you're just enjoying them. And then one day you fire one up and you're like, damn, this, Mm -hmm. this is why I'm smoking cigars. Right. Mm -hmm. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Every now and then it comes back around. <laughs> There's a, what's that song? There's always something there to remind me. Is that one of your Rick, Rick Ansley songs or whatever? Uh, no, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that. I don't, one. Think that. <laughs> I don't know that song. What? Let's see if we can find it. You you guys talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, I think that's that's all legit, though, that, that those are good cigars that pull you in that really make the difference for you. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> cool. So I think that's pretty interesting. So then here's a follow-up question. Somebody comes to your house, one of your cigar-smoking friends, right? This is a legit cigar smoker. Mm-hmm. What do they get out of your humidor? Something they haven't Whatever had they before. Want. Or that Like actually but, whatever Like you just say take any Literally any cigar Yeah I mean if I know someone's gonna enjoy it Yeah pretty much Nothing's off limits Unless it's my last one of something It's awesome. That's a great feeling giving somebody a cigar and they enjoy the shit out of it. I love that. Even even as a going back to when I worked at a cigar shop and recommending a cigar to somebody and they come back and they're like, "Man, I really like that cigar. Thank you." That's a great. I love that feeling. So, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I can feel good. There's only a couple that I would say no to, and they're, it's because they were gifts specifically mm-hmm. meant for me to smoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gifts are we've we've talked about that. You don't yeah, re gift a gift. Yeah. Yes. Everything else free reign. Mm-hmm. I would still try to find them something new, mm-hmm. something they haven't heard of, or something they hadn't tried or wanting to try. But Drew, if they look through your humidor. And then they just take a quick peek. They're going to see something that they've wanted to try that they haven't had. No, <laughs> hopefully, maybe, maybe not. Probably. Look, if I you mean, if, if you came over, your humidor is what open, yeah. Cuban, 
Patina, <laughs> that, Caldwell. <laughs> that, yeah. No, that's, All right, so the Opus is good. That's probably pretty true. Pretty, pretty <laughs> accurate between those. Yeah, 100%. But if, like, true. Rich, if you came over, there wouldn't be... There would there wouldn't be anything in my humidor that you probably haven't tried. Mm. You, or, you know what I would take from you, your humidor, Drew, if <laughs> I came over. I would take a Sultan's of smoke cigar and we would smoke it together. Huh? We could do that. I do have some of those. Because that's a meaningful thing. Mm. That's so fucking sweet. <laughs> One day, Ka- isn't that Colin... no. Kyle, one day, <laughs> you and I, we're going to, you know, when COVID's over, and supposedly they have a vaccine, all of a fucking sudden, which is incredible. Yeah. Um, uh, market's up like 150 points today, whatever it was, man. Anyway, we're not going to get into that. So once this, hopefully, COVID gets under control, uh, we learn to live with it in a smarter fashion. Uh, we're gonna take a road trip. We're gonna drive to Tulsa, man, and we're gonna we're gonna meet up with Drew. Reminisce in the old stomping grounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah, yeah. We got together once, mm-hmm. so we can do it again. It's actually the drive could not be more straightforward of any drive probably you could ever do. It just takes a little while. But it's literally two highways the entire time. Legit. A lot of cornfields. Yeah. Truth. All right. Well, let's keep rolling with this stuff. We're we're on a roll, man. Roll on, cow. Our buddy uh, Yogi1966 asked, where do you guys see yourselves in 10 years? Hopefully I have a bigger office to podcast in. Mm. (laughs) How how are you going to make that happen? We'll have to move. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe a new Sultan cigar by then. The... uh, (laughs) 10 year anniversary the cow magnum line <laughs> yeah we need a new name now Danny can't still, help us with that yeah I still can't believe that they didn't take you up on that that's good no brainer well I guess they don't want money that's okay um, I would have I'm an influencer I would have sold at least 10 cigars no mm-hmm. come on come on yeah. now yeah <laughs> Ten boxes. No. (laughs) (laughs) At least three on the show right now. Yeah, you guys would have got yours for free, though. Yeah. No, probably not. No, no. (laughs) Uh, Ten years. Well, let me put it. This is how I'm going to answer it, because I don't know. All I know is ten years ago, I couldn't see where I'm at today. I never in a million years. True that. So, who the fuck knows? Ten, God, ten years, ten years ago. 
hope to be alive. Ten years ago, there was no Mo in my life. <laughs> Must have sucked. It did. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Ten years from now. Um, I'm guessing about the only thing I could pred- predict would be my age. <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully, um, still doing something like this. Like I said, maybe maybe a Sultan's uh, come back at that point, or by then. We'll have like two hundred listeners by then. Maybe <laughs> right if we're, if we're lucky. What about you, Kyle? I mean, that's a tough question, right? Mm-hmm. So I I hope, you know, in my in my heart, I hope that uh, I can help put my kids through college and then I can stop fucking working for the rest of my life. <laughs> Not soon after that. Nice. That's a good plan, though. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, I'm done. You've had worse. How old? Uh, <laughs> how old will they be in 10? Uh, 17 and 12. Oh, so just beginning. Yeah, so no, it's not going to be that soon. The beginning of the end. <laughs> yeah, it's about 20 years. We'll probably hit that point. Yeah. Call it done. Well, you got a few more working years left then. I know. Some bullshit. <laughs> working for the man. Some, some bullshit. Maybe by then, uh, Patino will be big enough and you can go to work for Mo. I keep telling him, man. Work for the man. As soon as, soon as you can afford to pay somebody to do literally nothing, <laughs> I am there. Sign that me. That might be more than uh, 10 years at this pace. <laughs> Cal, could, uh, Cal could control your social media very well. Yeah. He's a... It's not really a paying position, though. He's a social media mongol. Well, he he. Uh, Mon- did you say mongol? Yeah, I don't he's, know. He's, he's the <laughs> Genghis Khan of Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. There's no money in social media management. Cal, what what made you uh you know make a make a comeback tour today? Yeah, it's like the what, first time you've posted in how long? Yeah, I posted a picture on the Instagram today. Uh, I posted like six pictures this year, I think. What? I didn't know this. What, that I posted something or that I no, just haven't been posting? That you just haven't been posting. Yeah. I haven't been feeling it, man. It's that's something. Know, that is something year. you got to feel, too. Yeah. And it's it's fun because now when you post something after you don't do it for a long time, everything sucks, right? There's like twelve people see your picture because you haven't been keeping up and whatever. So, whatever though, it's cool. I like talking to the people. I and I, I DM people all the time on Instagram. You better believe it. <laughs> but I don't, don't. But I don't post much. Slipping in them DMs. Yep. All right, so let's let's go with the, uh, another topic here. I think this is a good one. Maybe. 
so le- last night I watched. We'll the- find a way to make it shit. Yeah. Yes. All right, Sultan's Curse. Uh, last night I watched a documentary about. Uh, excuse me, a guy who counterfeited wine, right? And mm-hmm. they eventually caught up to this guy. And there was like a shit ton of counterfeit wine out there. So it made me wonder a little bit more because we, we know there are counterfeit Cubans out there. So I did some Googling, right? And it, I learned that it's it's way bigger than Cubans in terms of counterfeits. Mm-hmm. So in the last 10 or so years, I, I learned that they've caught a number of sort of fake cigar selling rings out there. Um, and the brands, it's interesting, right? They actually range from Cubans to uh, Swisher Sweets. Somebody was bringing in cigars from India packaging them as Swisher Sweets and selling those. Uh, and then Macanudo was also counterfeited. Mm-hmm. So wow. Those things just surprised in the last 10 years, right? Macanudo used to be huge. They're, they're not anymore. Um, so I learned that General Cigar has been doing a lot of anti-counterfeit work to find all the faking groups, and that surprised me a little bit. So it made me think that there's probably way more counterfeit cigars on the secondary market than we ever think about. What do you guys think about that? I was curious about the wine. How do you counterfeit wine? <laughs> yeah, so this guy uh, apparently had an incredible palate, and he would essentially buy old wine, right? Write down what it tasted like, and then blend new wine such that it tasted correct uh, or cl- close, and uh, and then make new labels and all that other shit with sort of period correct enough stuff. So, but so let's pretend, let's pretend he could do that exact thing with cigars. Wouldn't you be just as happy? <laughs> like you're smoking it for the flavor and all and being like, damn, this is good. Yeah, maybe I think with the wines and I think probably with some of the cigars too, uh, people hold on to them because there's, you know, they're old or they have value or they're sentimental value or something like that to it as well. So there's still an enjoyment there, but it doesn't have any actual monetary value at that point. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. Do you guys have any cigars in your humidors that you think or know are fake? Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. I posted some a while back. Do you keep them? Do you still have them? Um, I I do. I was I, I've I've pulled a couple apart, and I've smoked a couple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a buddy uh, gift me some fake Cubans. Yep. Yeah, same. It's pretty obvious when that limited edition year was never created in that size. Or for that region. Right. <laughs> like, oh, cool. Monte Cristo Limited. That didn't exist that way. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah. But overall, though, I was just... I was shocked when I did some Googling at, at how much counterfeiting seems to be out there. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah, guys are going to find a way to make money, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
But like I was, I, I personally have poked a little bit of fun at like Atabay and Warped and all these other ones. And was like, do people actually counterfeit these? Yeah, probably they do. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess. If they're counterfeiting Macanudo today, <laughs> they're counterfeiting anything, right? Or Swisher Sweets. Yeah. I mean, I could see somebody like counterfeiting a year of the monkey or a year of the dragon or, uh, I don't know, some rare, you know, you know, the opus that they made for Dubai. Okay. I could see somebody counterfeiting that in, in putting a band on or something. I find it. Harder to believe that somebody would, I mean, counterfeiting a warped sky flower. <laughs> like, I mean, that's no, no insult to warped, but that's a, a readily available, relatively in the big scheme of things, unknown cigar. But that's why you get away like, with it. But if nobody knows what it is, what does it matter? Yeah, I guess. I mean, like, if I can buy a cigar that can get away with it for, you know, a dollar a cigar, and I make a mm-hmm. fake band, and that's 50 cents or something, mm-hmm. right? And then I sell that for quite a bit more money, but less than anybody else is selling it for, I've still made a reasonable profit. Sure, I guess. I'm just saying it's not worthless to do. I'm not saying anybody's doing it. I have no idea. I have no no facts to back it up. Like I could see somebody counterfeiting like some of those and look at we saw today that Tatawahe Musabi or whatever get a 97 Redux rating from from Half Wheel. I mean that's incredible. That's somebody crazy. wants to counterfeit that cigar, I can get that. But like why would somebody want to counterfeit like a Patina Connecticut? <laughs> like, uh, you know, I'm not even going to bring up Warp. I'm smaller than Warp. Okay, so my cigar. I mean, why? No one's heard of it to begin with. Then I guess maybe that makes it easier to counterfeit. Who knows? I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I saw one estimate that uh, somebody who was, was reasonably well-informed based on what they did for a living estimated that something like 95% of Cuban cigars in America are probably counterfeit. 90% that number seems a little high. I mean, maybe, but there's probably a lot. Sure. But being, I mean, you could order from Puro Express. You could order from my Havana's. A lot of people have connections with people that have access to Cuban cigars that seems high to me, but then again, we only interact with people that could get the genuine thing. So maybe, maybe I, I've also yeah. heard from, you know, and this is rumors, right. But from reasonably reputable sources that some of the gray market vendors that do sell to the United States sell bullshit. I can see that. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Right. So if some, right. somebody sells you pot, that's it's fucked up, right? Like you're going to go to the cops. Right. <laughs> right. 
Hey, they sold me fake uh, weed. Go arrest yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, so what are you going to do? Be like, hey, they sold me fake Cuban cigars? Like, cool. Yeah. Sorry, pal. <laughs> so I have no idea. I have just, just heard that that is a thing from people who know better than I do. Hmm. It's possible. I think Drew and I ordered... Drew, you and I ordered, what, once from Puro Express? Uh, Together. Yeah, Yeah, maybe. That was the only time I've ever ordered online. Those checked out with the box code. Yes, they did. That's good. Man, though, I heard... Did you guys hear about these bahikes that they had? How good the forgery was on on some of these? Oh, man, Mm -hmm. I can imagine. Two guys have the same box code. Wow. <laughs> and they both checked out perfectly. Really? But, like, that's not possible. The exact same box, it said. Nope. So the, the forgery, you would have to get a hold of, like, box codes to go, I know this box code goes with this box, and that's what I'm forging. Right. That's the only way to, like, truly, truly fake it. And Because, look, you, they can get the band spot on. The blend, you're not going to know unless you're a fucking yeah. connoisseur of bahiki. <laughs> right. I mean, the people they're scamming are not going to know. No, yeah, not for the true. most part. Yeah, but mostly part. when you think about fake Cuban cigars, you think about that glass top box that the guy on the, <laughs> on the beach is selling. Mm-hmm. But there are way, way more like sophisticated than that. Sure. Especially, I feel like, for the international consumers, where you have to be, if that makes sense. Like, if you want to come, because they have more of an eye for it, because those are like, that's like walking into, that'd be like us walking into a cigar shop. I'm like, man, that don't look like the right Tatawahe box. Right. I mean, Cubans are the equivalent for them of something like that. Right. But even then, for the cigars you smoke often, are you really going to notice? No, but I would certainly be able to tell by taste, I would think. Yeah, you probably would. <clears throat> but again, man, we know it. A lot of these people that buy bahikes or, or whatever, they're showpieces. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I bet they're not selling them utter dog shit or anything, right? Right, take a twenty or thirty dollars cigar and resell it as a bahike, and you're you're making money. Absolutely. Is that when you know you've made it when they start faking your stuff? <laughs> yeah, probably. It's so good they're faking my cigars. I would think so. Because they fake like Opus and stuff too. I've, I mean. Mm-hmm. Do they still have a lot of that secondary stuff on, on Facebook groups selling? Or Not on Facebook. Facebook if, if you sell on Facebook, you can get banned and they'll ban your whole group if they're caught. Wow. So how do so, get around it? 
you have to do it in like private messages or that's it, uh, right? Or you go yeah. somewhere else. Yeah, and even then it's not allowed, but they're probably not going to catch you. Yeah. All right. Here's another question. Uh, and I asked this in text, so you should be ready. Uh, Mo, uh, when you tell people who don't smoke cigars what you do Ooh. for a living, how do they react? Oh, where, where's your shop? I mean, that's how they react. Where's your shop? So you sell cigars is what they think like at a yes. store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what everybody asks anytime I've mentioned Sultan's in the past. Oh, where's your oh, really? uh, where's your store at? Yeah. Yeah. Every time. Huh. Yeah. Cause I don't like to say I make cigars because to me that diminishes. It makes the it sound like that... you're, yeah. Makes it sound like you're rolling them. Right. That actually make the cigars. So I don't, so it's a fine line. So yeah, people just say, Oh, um, Oh, where's your store? Well, I don't have a store. I actually have a brand. Usually is how the conversation goes. Oh, like, so you sell a brand. Yeah. Nice. Leave it at that. Uh, I usually don't say it's my brand. Very rarely. Legit. So, do they just stop talking about it then? Is it that job that you bring up at a party and they're like, "Oh, cool, I'm gonna go talk to this guy." Well, it's funny. Actually, a lot of my former coworkers are the ones that fucking ask me about it all the time, and think it's like super cool because, like. I don't know. I mean, it was almost like everybody wants to find a way, (laughs) not everyone, but a lot of people try to find a way to get out of maybe working in a corporate job or whatever. So, yeah, I get a lot of questions. So they're thinking, if Mo can do it, I can. 100%. (laughs) Yeah. I think there's a lot of that, man. I mean... Ooh, cigars. I could do if, that. If that stupid fuck could go out and do something, <laughs> anybody can. Little do they know. Right. But it's I mean, like, like when people say yeah. you're an inspiration. Like, the fuck you mean? What, what did you think of me before? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you're inspiring. Why? Because I did it, or because the fact I did it means anybody could fucking do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you should go tell kids to follow their dreams because you did it. So shit. Yeah. Well, if he can, it was so funny. You bring that question up because one of my so my nephew, one of my nephews now is he just turned thirty in August. Okay. And for all intents and purposes, he's like my little brother, really. Um, but I guess one of his buddies is really into cigars and found out that he found out like that Patina was my nephew's uncle's brand or whatever. 
And I, I think that's hilarious. You know? It's kind of one of those things. Did he want to meet you? No. Fuck no. Who the hell wants to meet me? Well, no. I would if no. I didn't already know you. Yeah. <laughs> You're in the minority. But yeah, man. But otherwise, yeah, that's typically how that conversation goes. Legit. Give us another. All right. I got one more. And then, then we're going to have to switch to Drew topics, which are actually good topics. Mm-hmm. Um, so based on how you guys see different cigar companies positioning themselves, who do you think might have a good splash in 2021? Who should everybody kind of keep their eyes on? I'd say crowned heads. I mean, it's a really strong 2020 they put together. Do you think they can do it again in 2021, though? That's the hard part. I have no idea, but I feel like they've built, they're really rebuilding themselves. Um, Again, I haven't smoked these cigars that everybody's talking about, but uh, just from the stuff that I'm seeing, you know, maybe they, they get. A nice push in the next year. Um, other than that, I really don't see, like, I see more people falling off than really coming on. That's why I was asking, because I had the same sort of opinion. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Patina. I mean, did it? Did, yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely falling off. <laughs> but what, uh, what was that? I, and I didn't watch it because whatever but didn't coop and cigar dojo and and another guy just do a cigar stock market and whether they would buy or sell different brands i mean they just kind of did something like that didn't they yeah it wasn't the same thing though because it was you know they did pick you a brand. watch it i watched part of it i flipped through to the <laughs> i flipped to the next one right the next brand they said and got a quick overview of what they said oh okay so what's something they're buying let's uh drew estate okay all across the board. I mean, that's easy. They're not going anywhere. Right. Uh, I don't recall other ones right now, I guess. Um, I don't know. One that stands out to me is at least interesting in how they're changing their, their approach is uh, I've seen and heard more Carlito Fuente on podcasts and, and interviews and all kinds of stuff now than ever before. And they've jumped on the social media train. Yeah, that's smart. Oh, that's, you know what? Um, Casa Cuevas. Um, that is a family that's been in the cigar industry forever, makes a ton of other stuff for other people. They brought out their own cigars a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, they've started to gain some traction. I could see with their resources, that's not, it's not crazy to say that they could have like a big 2021. Yeah. It's not one I would have guessed. So I'll keep my eye on those guys. Yeah. We share, we share a couple of reps and I think their cigars are, but I mean, by and large, man, like I said, I, from what I've seen, again, I'm not on the road, so I don't really have 
as good of a finger on the pulse as I normally would, but I've said on previous podcasts, a lot, a lot of the big boys are really giving away the house right now. So they're the ones that are front and center when you talk to retailers most of the time. So you think so. it's going to be the, the rich getting richer this on the yeah. cigar front? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Takes money to make money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're just giving insane deals, man. And they have brand recognition, easy sale. What are you smoking? What's that? What are you smoking? Tina, Connecticut. Boom. What? The I good, mean, the good shit. We, that's what we're up against, though, Kyle. I mean, yeah, who's going to come on? I mean, that that's hard to say. You have brands that are, that are dropping cigars left and right, trying to throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks which I'll never understand, but okay. I mean, at some point, that just doesn't fucking make sense, but they're going to keep doing it. And that also makes it harder because now there's this new flavor of the month every <laughs> every couple weeks, mm-hmm. um, which... And I see it with Patina because when... When it's quiet on the on the cigar release front, my reorders pick up. Because most shops are going to have, outside of your shops that are primarily boutique, which there are not a lot of them. And speaking of, we have a discount code for one of them, Smoke Maniunk, Smoke Like a Sultan. But Smoke Maniunk is rare in the sense that they have 95% of their humidor is boutique, if not 100 now. But the majority of shops have a designated amount that they'll put into boutiques. They'll pick three, four, maybe five brands, depending on how big their humidor is, to really get behind, right? So if, if the smaller brands are coming out with something new every month, that just that eats away into the budget that they have for the other small brands, you know? So when that gets quiet, I'll start to see an uptick. Mm. And, but when that keeps hitting, this is coming out and this is coming out and this is coming out, things get, you know, it's not as frequent. So. Everybody wants to try that new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least they keep going back to old trusty. <laughs> yeah. But that, that it takes time, man. When you have, when you're just taking a different approach to it, it, it just takes different. It just takes more time. But really, what a lot of these guys end up doing is just cannibalizing themselves, right? Because now you have, if you're a small brand and you have 
you know, 55, 60 SKUs and five of them are the ones that make up the majority of your, of your sales. I, I, I just never understood that. You got to drop some. Yeah. But whatever. <laughs> People make their decisions. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah. So. And then, yeah, I mean, like, it's a double-edged sword, too. Some shops, like, oh, you only have three SKUs. That sucks. What, how often do you come out with something new? When are you coming out with something new? Other shops are like, man, that's great. You have a consistent offering. I don't got to worry about chasing the next thing. I got to buy X amount in order to get Y. And they love that, right? To me, anything that you want to be good at is consistency and execution. So if if you can consistently execute on offering, I have 12 SKUs, for example, 12, 20 SKUs versus hit or miss on 50, who do you really want in your shelf? Yeah, As no a doubt. retailer, right? But just my opinion. Must be interesting to... Do the budgeting as a retail store. I don't think most do. <laughs> no, but like, yeah. there's so much shit that just comes out all the time, right? It's not mm-hmm. like you can be like, oh, well, this is my budget this month, because then some bastard that you work with is going to come out with some surprise and your customers want it. Right. Yeah. Ultimately, the power is in the consumer. And, and I always, because what a lot of, what a lot of guys don't understand is you could have the greatest rep in the world, man, like the best. But if a shop doesn't have people coming in asking for it and doesn't really care whether they, cause the reality is for most small brands and I don't care, I don't care how big you think some of these boutique brands are they're not okay they're not enough to make or break uh, a cigar shop right so the majority of shops could live without them right yeah so you're gonna have to the consumer is the driver man like you got to have people that go in and ask for stuff and spend money right and not just ask her, but actually, yes, buy it. Because, like, my ass could drive around to all kinds of different shops that I've never been to and ask her mm-hmm. something, and they'd be like, no, buy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Very few people sell cigars. Most people put a selection of cigars together and present that selection. It's a big difference. And even, even on the rep side, a lot, of these, a lot of them don't actually sell cigars. They take orders. <laughs> and that might piss some people off, but that's the truth. 
it's yeah. it's how you should know if if you're actually good at it, right? Is if you're selling stuff or if you're just strictly taking orders. Right. I mean, yeah. Because <laughs> like I can set up a voicemail mailbox. You know, if if somebody wants to call Patina, right? I could. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> you just set up a mailbox. They they put in their order. Cool. Sure. If you don't do more than that, you have now been replaced by a, a telephone mailbox. Right. The value is in for anything. I mean, is how you can take whether you're a retailer, cigar brand, rep, you have your inventory. How are you trying to position that to sell? You know, no one's going to come and just ask me, oh, I want to bring in your cigars because I love them. That happens once every few months, maybe. Maybe. But by and large, man, it's building a presence or getting out there and trying to be aggressive. But I will say this about 2021, Cal. I hope to God that this vaccine or some sort of treatment is available that is definitely is safe and it can get us back on the road. That would really help. <laughs> it's legit. I thought it was all supposed to go away after the election. That didn't happen. Uh, no, I think we just set a new record for cases. They don't wait yeah. yeah, I don't know. We keep setting them here. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, we had one of our good buddies, contract it and uh, a friend of the podcast so we wish him the best who's that yeah I know several people now that have gotten it mm-hmm. yeah people are like oh it won't kill you but it, it'll take my taste buds so what the fuck am I worth then <laughs> I mean <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Drew, you got any good topics for us tonight? Um, no. I've got nothing. Um, candy corn. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me that's in the mail. What'd you do with it? It's in the mail. Um, so my wife, she always asks, hey, what'd you talk about on the podcast this week? Anyways. So we, yeah, she does. Wow, she must be bored. <laughs> yeah. Um. So her family, and I saw this firsthand. I should have sent you guys the photo, but her mom makes a candy corn and peanut mixture. Okay. That she puts out for uh, the holidays. Uh huh. I didn't try any. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but it could be better than just candy corn if you like peanuts. <laughs> I'd never heard Maybe. of that. Can't be worse. I didn't know if you guys... Well, that's that's probably true. Had you guys heard of anything like that? No. 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 Is it good? I didn't try it. You're going to? I don't know. Maybe I'll have to next get a... Next podcast. I have to get a handful for the next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're just reeling those listeners in from week to week. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hook is in you guys. Yeah. You can't wait. <laughs> Yeah. More candy corn next week. <laughs> <laughs> and someday we might have Danny back. You guys yeah. heard it here first. Yeah, judging based on the questions and stuff, uh, our number one question is when's Danny? Where's Danny? When's Danny coming back? Where's Danny? Uh, which doesn't bode well for us three. Uh, yeah, but Danny's gotten, a, I thought, some better and better questions over the last few weeks. Danny's a badass. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? That's true. Danny is a badass. What are you going to do? Well. Well. I think I'll see you fuckers <laughs> next week. All right. Good deal. <laughs> All right, you guys have a good one. You too. You too. Cheers. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's uh, episode of the Sons of Smoke Cigar Cast. Make sure you guys are checking us out on Instagram, Facebook, uh, direct message us, um, email the Sultans of Smoke at gmail.com if you got any questions, comments for the show. And we will catch you guys next week. Thanks. <laughs>